Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What were you struggling with? Why did you decide to reach out and look into the stuff that I talk about and teach? What 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 gravitated to you and made spoke to you and went, yeah, this is something I do need to learn more about. I think this is a perfect time for this because I just had a conversation with another uh, guy that we were talking about masculinity. We were talking about what's happened with my generation, which is the generation in their thirties and then the generation in their forties. And it's in regards to the fact that we grew up with like, like I could literally just relate immediately to some of the stuff he was saying. Let's check this out. So asked him how's work he's like falling apart i was like how's your marriage i don't know i feel like it's going pretty bad getting worse i'm like okay and and when i went there by the way i just asked like how even before that question i even asked is your is your woman in a in a feminine essence or a masculine essence and he's like yeah she's definitely in the masculine immediately i was like okay something's up there that's when i asked the marriage question that's when he said that and i was like Okay, let me tell you something. Cause he's at, just so you know, he's the guy, um, he's our developer who developed your website. And I was like, so you know what's the funny thing? We've spoken so much about our personal lives together that I can tell that we pretty much had the same childhood. And I said, were you abandoned as a kid? He's like, no, I have my, both my mom and dad. I was like, isn't that interesting? Because I did not have a father and my mother abandoned me emotionally. And that's what I discovered through my journey, so to say. And then I asked him, so tell me what happened. He's like, well, I was actually raised by my grandparents. Like, basically, okay. And then I said, okay, so yes, your mom and dad did abandon you. Emotionally, basically, just like mine. So, so hold on a second. You see, and I, I said, so here's how I, why I could tell that something was even bonding us as friends. And it's because we both had pretty much the same childhood. I said, did you rebel against your parents when you wanted to do your career, whatever career you were choosing at, you know, earlier? He's like, yes, I did the same thing. And you know what? I also said, I'm going to show you how I can do it, how I can make money doing this, how I can achieve that. And we went down this rabbit hole of, wait a second, this is not just you and me. This is a generational thing for people in their 30s, men in their 30s and 40s that have grown up raising ourselves, basically, over mature. And then we get addicted to video games, addicted to anything. It could be porn, it could be drugs it could be whatever i mean i myself had to go through those phases of alcohol right or even getting addicted to clubs like we're gonna find love at a club and eventually addiction to career which is the safest addiction right and and money 
because that solves all the problems until it doesn't. So at that point in the conversation, that's when it hit me. It's actually what's influenced why I got into greatness university, which is to find my man, my manhood, so to say my masculine essence, my energy to discover the parts of me that were never seen, never developed, that were just tucked under the rug and to be able to own that energy, to be able to use it, to say no, to say yes, to, to go the direction that I know is purposeful, that is right for me. And that's when I realized it affected every area of my life. It affects all of areas of our lives in our generation. For me, it's been, I went through the phase of just following, you know, social media influencers. I mean, you can see guys out there that are putting themselves on their highlight reel, like it's the jet planes and the cars and the ladies and all that. And you go, well, that's what I should focus on. That's the life. That's a life, right? That's a rich, filling life. But again, I've gone on that train several times, up and down, up and down. And somehow, something always felt like it was missing. And you brought up something that is the biggest stumbling block I've seen in everyone's life. It's universal, whether you're 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50, 60 years old. My childhood was fine. I mean, just like your friend, tell me about your childhood. Oh, you were, you asked him, were you abandoned? No, not at all. Who raised you? My grandmother. The complete disconnection from truth and the impact of that. And I, it was the same for you. Almost everyone's like, no, it has nothing to do with back there. That was fine. How do you make the transition from how did you make the transition to go, maybe there is something about that. Maybe it's affecting my life. And what does that mean? You know, they're like, how did you get to that? Cause I know that was, sim- it, it's similar for everybody. No, no, no. It's nothing back there. It, no, it has to be something, something I'm doing now. It can't be from back there. That, that was all fine but it never is. It's always back there. So how did you make the transition? And, and in your conversation with him, I don't know if it led to it, but do you see, do you see where I'm going with that? And and what's, what, how did you overcome that and get into reality to go, Oh my God, that's where it all starts. And that's the one place no one else is taking us and showing us, Oh, you have to go here. The transition, I know exactly when it happened. I think it starts with the mindset of, wait a second, too many things in my life have felt like are falling on my lap and I'm just accepting the scraps of life, so to say. I'm accepting a job because it pays the bills and just staying there, not moving on from that. Even when I ask for more in that job and there's rejection for that and there's like and you know you're capable like for me i knew i was capable of more 
And it was like, no, we're going to hire someone on top of you. You're just going to keep doing that job. That's one thing. Another one was, wait a second, I have eventually produced a great career. I have produced many aspects of my life that you would consider successful. Yet something was wrong always in the relationship side, in the love life and family. What's going on there? And I discovered the fact that I was tired of just being submissive to, okay, so this is just what it is. No, 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 no. It became now, there was this anger of, I have got to take control of my life. I know I'm capable. And I've accomplished some incredible things in my career. So there has to be a way to transition that into my other aspects. So taking control means I got to skill up. Then I got to find out what the secret is. I got to find out what's the code, how to crack this formula, whatever it is. And that's when I started searching for the truth and clarity and just letting go of the BS, letting go of the addictions, letting go of all the things that weren't really fulfilling me and taking responsibility started happening because I just couldn't go back to living a life where I knew I was operating at 60%. Why did you think I have the answer versus everyone else? Because you, you've been through countless programs, uh, big name, you know, I'll let you decide if you want to share their names or not, but you've been through most first, you know, all the names we know. Why did you decide that what I talk about was different was the solution. Uh, I'll let you put your, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, but yeah, why did you gravitate towards, you know, my book, the university and all the things I, I promote and, and I advocate of, wait a minute, there's a gap in that process and, and this is it. Why did that, why did that reach, reach you? And you go, no, this is, this is what I have to do. I have multiple perspectives about that. And one is the one that I had when I first interacted with your insights. And that was, this feels heavy, draining, felt like negative. And I was like, why is that? I did ask the question, why is that? Because I, there was a part of me that went, I should just be able to take anything and just let it be or not feel anything, right? If it's all good, why is it causing that? So that was my first reaction. Now looking back, going through a transformation, what I can see it is that it was, first of all, your relatability to your story. The fact that you've shared some stories in regards to your childhood, your mother, your family, that were allowing me to discover, wait a second, like it wasn't all, peaches, cream, butterflies, and rainbows when I was a kid. There was some heavy stuff going on back there. And it started pointing at those events in a way where I could start seeing them through the lens of an adult rather than from that lens of a child that I had back then. Because back then, I could not understand a lot of that. And you just kind of pretend to forget, I guess. And you 
then looking back and as an adult, you're looking at it and analyzing and going, you separate, right? You separate yourself from that was my mom and my dad. Like you almost look at it like, okay, and then another adult acts that way. Is that right or wrong? At least for what was going on. And not to say to, that I was starting to, to notice to blame or anything like that, but more like to understand, okay, is that what's fueling my decision on this thing today? Is that what is creating this association of a feeling? And then all of a sudden I can let a feeling take over my, basically my actions, my decisions, my consciousness when I'm about to make a business decision, a romantic decision, any uh, any important decision or any type of interaction, right? Where it could have a side effect. So are you saying that because no one else in the industry ties in that our feelings influence our business decision, relationship decisions, family decisions, they all make it thought-based. They go, oh, don't even worry about it. none of that matters. You started to notice, wait a minute, actually, that's right. That feeling is driving everything. Was that, is that what you're saying? You're pointing out exactly what it is, which is the realization that the feeling first can give you the clue as to what is the thought that links back to when the image, and then what is the action that's coming from it now? What are the actions that maybe you could have done in the past? Takes all the confusion away. Now it's like, now I know why I do this because it started, you got the process. Whereas many times in life, my experience and all the other information that led me to my discoveries was okay, but what's the process? Like, just change it. Well, you can't just change it. Why can't I just change it? Like, that's for me, that was what's lacking is why aren't they talking? Science shows. I mean, Antonio Damasio's and, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, biology belief, uh, Bruce Lipton. We are our environment. We emote before we think. It's like been out for 20 years. Why isn't anyone leading with emotion that we process emotionally before we think this is the process? What it, They've left all of that out. And once I got that, it was like, oh, now I know why I'm a mess <laughs> and how my childhood created all of this and everything. And, and so what I hear, I think, is you were, you were finally given the skills and tools to use a process to go, oh. This is why. And then this is what I need to do differently. Is that a good way of explaining it? Skills, tools, and first the understanding. I think there's a, a, the first stage has been the awareness. Because yeah. like, as I was even sharing this with another friend who's a guy as well, and um, I was talking about, you know, these things about clearing the past and and the attitude was more like, oh, yeah, I know, you know, some people talk about that, but I don't think it's that important. I I have come to understand how it is crucial. It is a priority. It should be, I realize it's the number one priority because it affects everything in life. And what I also realized was when you start understanding this, at first it felt like pure chaos. It felt like everything in life was falling apart even more now that I was looking at that. It felt like, now I'm dismantling the things that I thought were great. 
And then, yes, it took some real effort to hold on to that so that I could fortunately realize, wait a second, it was actually for good because that's not really deep inside what I wanted. That was not all the truth. That's the experience I've heard from everybody. That when you start this process, it's incredibly disorienting. And you're like, this has got to be like the thought is I need to stop this. But inside, the feeling is an overwhelming, resounding, a knowing beyond faith. It's a knowing. This is right. This is right. And this is working. And that is what allows the process to continue because the chaos is just like you said, it's, it's challenging. Wait a minute. We've all been taught the world works this way. And that's in a, I think you use this word. It's negative. It feels like, Oh, that means I'm bad or wrong. I've looked at the world this way. I don't want to admit that that feels very disoriented and uncomfortable, but there's that deep knowing of, yeah, but there's something here. This is, this is okay. And to me, that's what I've heard over and over is that, that it's a clarity of truth you've never had before that gets you through that initial disorientation. And then you're like, oh my God, I see it now. Is that a good way of characterizing it for you? Absolutely. It's the door to new possibilities, new abilities, new beginnings, new awakenings, your dreams fulfilling, basically. And I'm experiencing it right now through expanding my business in a way where as I'm doing it and it's working, I'm looking at it going, it feels so easy. I should have done this months ago, years ago. And I'm like, what scared you from doing it? That's the question, right? Is that something that you're going for right now? Yeah. What's what scared you from acting on it? Because we've known each other for a while and it and it scared you for a while. And I mean we thought about that right now. Yeah, you were scared of me. Doing. <laughs> you know, in the beginning it was like, no, this negative you it was scary to you. And what made you face that fear and decide you had it couldn't go on? The pain from the chaos was way too worse. And and going back to another, um, I call it the full life catastrophe. Because I mean, I've been homeless for that stuff. Like I've lost meaningful relationships in work and love life because of that. There's no need. It's not worth it. It's way more worth it to lean into learning this stuff that gets you through, yes, pretty intense emotions and and looking at things that are very uncomfortable, but to then be able to take ownership and control of those emotions and, and the future to be able to take those actions. Because one of the most recent things that I addressed was my relationship with my mother and you know, getting this new perspective and awareness 
in the beginning did make me feel, you know, I chose, I say chose now, but you know, in the past I would say, Oh, it made me feel resentful. Right. It made me feel like I was a victim back then. And there were so many things that my parents did wrong. And this is why I'm this way. And that's why I'm never going to be able to do this and that. And that's the story basically that we believe it's the story that we loop. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to have that because of this. It's the rationale that comes from it. So the pain holds us in that rationale until we clean up that emotion. It, the emotion, what you're describing is the emotion from the pain that's never been addressed creates a belief, a thought that I'm forever handicapped. I'll never, this is just my lot in life. I can't do anything. When in reality, we just need to have the awareness, learn the skills and tools to switch that emotion. And then we get a different outcome. And that's the beautiful thing that then you basically gave the process of when the feeling comes up, you're, you're reversing it. Basically you're reversing the control so that the feeling is not controlling my thoughts. Now I'm actually with my thoughts, controlling my feelings and I'm able to feel different so that I can act differently. Yeah. And that means all of a sudden, you know, back in this, I can make better decisions in my business. I can make better decisions about, in the past, who I reach out to in my love life, right? Because I was attracting even the wrong crowd, right? Whether it's in, as a client or as a um, you know potential partner, right? That was the thing. But to you know now looking back and being a partnership where I'm fulfilled, happy, and it's going in the right direction in a way that's never gone before. That's huge for me, and also in business, it's huge for me because. I've been in that cycle hamster wheel, both in love and in business of same thing again, same thing again. It's up and it's down. It's up and it's down. What the heck is going on? And yes, we can feel, you know, in the past, I've pointed the finger at everybody else. The client is the problem. I mean, I literally remember telling a client back in the day, I love you as a friend, but I just really hate you as a client. So you're the problem. (laughs) <laughs> it does not even any sense to that when you think about it now, you know, and I was thinking about it just like a couple of weeks back. I'm like, man, like sometimes you can destroy relationships like that, saying things like that and, and acting like that. And it's really hard to repair them. And not, you know, not to say that it's all on me, but at least that part was on me. And in my love life, it was the same thing. There was plenty that I could have done with this level of awareness in my past relationships to make them better than they were. Now, of course, I got lessons from it, but my goodness, I've come so far ever since getting this, these skills and tools. It's like night and day. Um, what I think I heard you say was, now you have the awareness when the emotion comes up, which creates the thought, which is either they're the problem or I'm the problem. You now can discern, wait a minute, this feeling is created by something I haven't dealt with. And if I create, if I rework that feeling, I'll get a different outcome. And now you have the process to do that, which allows you to view the other person completely different and also allows you to attract different clients, different relationships, everything shifts. And so, It's using thought instead of being driven by thought. 
It's letting emotion drive and then using thought to ask questions about the emotion to learn about it and then reorient it and get the emotional skill to have a different feeling allows you to now see, oh, wow, had I had these skills and tools, I might have seen this client and this relationship completely different. But that was about me and where I was emotionally at the time. Is that a good way of explaining it? Absolutely. What's the, would you say there's one or more, you know, what's the, I don't know, the greatest tool or greatest advice, the the biggest thing you've gotten that's like, this was earth shattering to me of this changed my life when I learned this through my program and all the different things that, you know, you've encountered, what would you boil it down to? The confrontation model is the first thing that came to me because it allowed me to express myself, express my wants and needs in a way where it didn't point the finger at the other person. And it also, it allowed me to stand my ground when I needed to say what I needed to say. And it's actually healed relationships with my family. It's healed relationships. It's healed relationships with clients. It's also nurtured and really blossomed beautiful relationships that I never thought would be possible in business and in my love life. And as I, is that how guys say it, by the way? It makes fighting fun. Like fights are wonderful because that's the outcome. When you have this model, what you get is massive connection, intimacy, truth. It's like in safety. Because what's our greatest fear in fighting? Oh, my God, they're going to abandon me or reject me or argue with me. They're not going to listen to me. But when you use this model to have a a discussion with somebody and, and you understand that, wait a minute, it's not that I win. It's not that I get my way. It's that I express myself and I'm I'm just looking to be known and vice versa. From that place, compromise happens, connection happens, love happens. We 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 stop the fight for who's the bigger victim. And and now we're just concerned about being known. And that's the connection all of us want. Just please know me. Just I would have never known that being raised in a family where I got used to just holding back the tears, swallowing the emotions, not saying much, that's what guys do, right? Would actually affect me in relationships with my clients. Yeah. Of course, in a romantic relationship, it's also going to affect, but would have never thought that it would affect me in business and trying to achieve my financial goals. It blew my mind how embracing conflict, like you just said, to be able to connect, to be able to lean into the conflict and connect at a deeper level with the person. How I was actually able to serve better, to show up better, and for to have even those people appreciate me more. Well, I just heard a second thing there kind of mixed in. One, the confrontation model, but two, the awareness that everything from childhood, now you see, you had no clue that by not clearing those emotions up, by not reworking the emotions around the things you went through, it was affecting every area of your life and robbing you of your full potential that now that you have that awareness and have worked on those emotions and now created a different emotional chemistry, yeah. 
and it was like, who would, who would think that's the way to improve your, improve your business, have the relationship you want. Is that, I mean, that was the second thing I heard you say as well. I would have never guessed that this is where you look. I thought it's a business book, you know, but, and that's what I'm talking about that. There are no, there's no emotional mastery in the business book. Yeah. But it plays a huge part. If you play, if think about it this way, I've realized if you play a chess game and you just go over your impulsive emotion, guaranteed, try this with a computer, guaranteed you're going to lose very fast. A chess master thinks 10 to 50 moves ahead. You can only do that if you're in control of your emotions. You're not just acting on impulse. Yeah. Yeah. You. Without emotional mastery, you can't be at your best business-wise. It's just not possible. You know, listen to any great business person. And when they describe the biggest business deals that they've ever made, the biggest successes, they'll describe it as a feeling. I just felt. It's not a thought process. Yet when they describe it in a book, they never dive into the feeling process. They try and keep it all analytical. And it's like the... Did you see you're writing about what the real answer is, but you're not telling the person reading the book that this is where the answer is. And so people read this book and go, oh, I just need to be like Warren Buffett or so-and-so. But Warren Buffett isn't even aware of how the emotion guided him. And, and so people can't translate that into their own life because no one's showing them, wait a minute, this was an emotional process that led to a business decision. And most people are just unaware if, even if they make good ones, they're like, how did I do that? Well, when you understand that your emotions are driving all of that, that then you can repeat it. That's, that's the difference. Hmm. What would you say to someone who is where you were? I don't want to talk about childhood. Um, the past doesn't matter. I don't want to be uncomfortable. Um, I don't want to deal with emotions. You know, someone on the fence. It's like, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It all sounds good, but ugh, there's an emotion that's going, ah, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me. What would you say to them? What I would say to someone that's in that position where they wanted to get to that next level, whether it's their business, their career, or even save a relationship or create a beautiful relationship with their loved one is if they're saying or thinking to themselves, I don't want to live in the past. That doesn't feel good to me. Well, the reality is I said the same thing. And it wasn't until I started looking at it, the beautiful things started happening. And as uncomfortable as it was and as painful as it was sometimes, it was all for good. It needs to be what it is. If that same person is thinking, well, I think I could just manage without it. I'll just figure out another way. I'll like, sometimes it's funny. We think this way. I just YouTube my way to success. Right. And, and I thought it this, I thought about it this way. Like how, how well is that going this far? Cause for me, I think about time more than anything as our most valuable resource. 
we only have 24 hours in a day. If you're doing something you're not enjoying, no matter what amount of hours that is, you're contributing to those feelings that are going to keep holding you back. So if you're not willing to face what needs to be faced, you're basically creating your own prison for whatever situation you're in. And the only way to get the key is to go through those uncomfortable feelings and to go take these new actions and join programs like this or even just get in a conversation. Everything begins with just a simple, easy action. It doesn't have to be that you just jump into this whole wave of change. Even just one step today, for me, made a difference. Have you noticed, because what you're describing is a feeling. Ah, it's too much, you know, it's too much change. It's too, you know, and and I, I don't know that I'm ready to go there, but have you noticed that that feeling that feeling is created by past pain that hasn't been dealt with, but now that you know, now that you've reworked it, that faint, that, that, that feeling rarely shows up in your life, that lack of motivation, that question, all of those things that keep us stuck on the hamster wheel. Absolutely. Cause you actually go the other way. You find more sources of inspiration that motivate you because you're no longer hung up with that background task of the feeling and, just taking all your energy, taking all your resources and that attention. Now you're free for creative ways to make things happen and contribute and give to people and make life happen. I know this sounds kind of like, okay, is this like a the Truman Show or a movie thing? Like, no, it's real. Like, it will happen. You will feel like you're, for me at least, my life felt like it went from black and white to color. Yeah. And, and it, it becomes so how did you deal with how easy life becomes? Because that's, that's also a piece of the part is we we're all taught this model, be a grinder, work hard, where it's also, it's just hard. It's hard. You've got to suffer, hustle, hustle. Right. Yeah. suffer and hustle, suffer and hustle. And right. there's some truth to that, but, but we're sold this model that unless it's miserable, it's not worth it. Well, when you work this process, it becomes the opposite. The less you do, the more comes to you. You don't suffer. It just falls in your lap. But that's also a bit like, whoa. How have you dealt with how easy life is? And because it's it's a, another reshaping of reality of, wow, I, I this isn't what we've been told. What do I do with this? How do you not, how have you, how have the skills and tools allowed you to navigate that piece? As simple as it may sound, it's as truthful and, and short as enabling being a, just the ability to receive. Because learning how to appreciate myself better, give myself what's, what's right. You know, what would be also considered self-love, self-esteem, all these things. It has created this ripple effect of now people feel different around me. So now they feel like doing things with me. They feel like giving to me. They feel like being thankful to me. And like I just asked the client for a testimonial yesterday and I could 
and she was so excited to give it to me. She doubled her sales, doubled her clientele. She's about to expand to three cities now from starting from one city in just two months. And I'm like, girl, you go. And would you mind, you know, like give me a testimonial? She's like, hell yeah. Got it on LinkedIn already. And I remember when I got it and she was so excited to deliver it that a part of me had the feeling of, Oh, now I do, I, do you want one too? Like, like, I want to give something back to you because you give something to me. And I was like, no, 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 wait a second. Receive. That's it. I don't need to feel like I got to do something for you now because you did something for me. Um, I can receive because I do deserve that. I did a great job. She's stoked about it. And that's what I do. I can now keep giving my gift and be okay with receiving. And, and for some reason, this is just something that's clicked for me recently, but that has just started transforming my ability to expand my business. I don't know exactly what it has to do with, I'm sure you do, but that's what's happening. Yeah. What about uh, friends and family, the people close to you? What have they noticed? Are there certain things that they picked up on or pointed out of? Because my experience, people go, what? There's something different about, you know, that's university members and stuff. Their face starts to light up and people are like, what are you doing? What? There's something different about you. What has been their feedback, I guess, or experience of you? So many mixed Reactions there, makes oh. reactions there. Uh, I have a friend that told me, "Man, you're a whole another level of consciousness. I've never seen you so mature, so to say." Uh, my mother has noticed. Let, let's just say it this way: My mother saw me as an adult for the first time two weeks ago. Really? Talk to me, yeah, as an adult. Tell me about. I want to hear that. I, you haven't told me that. I, I want to hear all about that if you're willing to share it. Well, what happened was. I noticed a pattern where, like, do you want the whole backstory or just like straight to it? Sure. I just talk. Yeah, I want to hear all of it. Well, here's the deal. You know, right now I'm running a business. I am going through changes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on what matters most. And when my mother reached out to me, like this was about a month ago because she had an emergency surgery on her eye. She was asking me if I could fly over there and take care of her for two weeks. And I had this feeling immediately of, man, that sounds like a horrible idea. Like I'm in the middle of all this stuff. And that sounds like it's a lot of work, a lot of energy too. Plus I was doing a lot of just internal therapeutic work. So I just felt like I had so many emotions that were very intense toward her in a negative way that I was like, I'm not sure if that's going to be even good. And so I ended up doing it anyway. I felt it was the right thing to do. I felt calm when I flew. So when I flew over, I just went ahead. And at first it was, I saw the purpose. I was certain. But then I, I realized at day three of staying there with, at her place, some emotions, really intense anger started 
staring up in the background task. And it came from the way I saw she was living or choosing to live. Like, for example, me walking into the living room and seeing there were no paintings or no decorations on the walls. It was all empty walls. Um, like even the fact that she could keep her lights off all day uh, until night. Um, like all these things were just, I, I was just feeling like, man, this is like repulsive to me. Like, why would you do that to yourself? It's like, come on, like decorate your house, like turn on the lights. like. And it just started adding up with also the feeling of, man, if, if I can sense it once again, like she, she sometimes says things that make the situation feel like we're reverting to that kid adult scenario. And it's like, no, 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 I'm an adult. No, I'm an adult. Like even something as simple as, did you eat today? I was like, when's the last time you worry about food? You know what I mean? Like I've been, I'm 33 years old. I've been taking care of myself for some time. So obviously when you have a moment like that and you, let's say you explode in an emotion of anger, it doesn't make sense from the external point of view because it's like, what's going on with you, right? To me, I was just at least glad that I knew what was going on inside of me because I was able to look at myself and always ask, why is that? so intense what is that telling me about myself all these things and it was the first time i was able to do that in a, like a long span because i tell you like spending a few days with my mother is one thing in the past not anymore but back then i would have said it that way like spending a few days with her is like one thing but weeks it's like oh my goodness it's like it's a lot of energy and i i said it this way it felt very draining yeah it wasn't until, and by the way, by, you know, before I go there, by draining, I mean, I never felt listened to. I never felt acknowledged as an adult. I never felt that we could talk about real things other than superficial things. Like superficial things would be like, oh, the, the, the next Thanksgiving trip or, you know, stuff like that. Like what restaurant are we going to eat at? Like, that's a good visual. We can never talk about our family at a deep level, our past at a deep level, why we're a certain way at a deep level, where we're going with our lives, what our ambitions are, like deep, deep, and really at an even super deep level. And because of the new level of self-awareness, because of these skills and tools, I was able to not only bring up these conversations, but master my emotions in a way where I used them to create connection with my mother and my brother who was there at the time for the first time in our lives. For the first time in our entire lives, in her entire 50-something years, we sat down and my entire brother's 21 years, we sat down as a family to eat and talk about meaningful things together. Wow. It never happened in my entire life. And it was such a beautiful moment. We did it multiple times during the week. We had dinner together. We had lunch together. We cooked together. We played music together. She got a couple of water fountains together. So I helped her decorate the house. And she was happy about it. It wasn't like I was forcing it. Like I told her, hey, you don't want to do this, don't do it. 
If you want to do it, I'm here. I can help you with it. She took the opportunity. And, but even just that situation of connection, never before, never before. And that connection not only was, as I said, the the introduction of, wow, now she sees me an adult. But also I started seeing her as the adult that she really is and how she has come a long way from 20 years ago. Yeah. Nice. And we also started respecting each other. She told me how much I was inspiring her. And vice versa. I mean, I'd seen so much progress in her that I was like, wow, like you've really come a long way. Even in a year, she's doing different things, growing so much. So the, an even more beautiful thing is how even that experience, I can see now that it has contributed to beautiful, meaningful things with friends, other family members, and clients in my life and in my relationship. It's fascinating to me. Many people will shy away from my work or the things I talk about because they're like, wait a minute, I don't want to look at childhood. And also, in a way, you're telling me I have to hate my parents. And two things, they either go, but there were no problems with my parents or they go, yeah, there were problems, but I don't want to confront this because they'll, they'll just reject me even more. And I already felt rejected. Yet when you do this work, I've seen it every single time. You were someone who's like, no, there's no problem in childhood. Then, okay, yeah, there's problem in childhood. Don't know that I want to go there. But then you learn these. And for the first time in your life, you actually have the connection we all wanted in childhood. We get it. We get the mother. We get the father. We get it. It's like, it's the exact, that's what I always talk about. When you're standing here, considering doing, you know, pursuing the things I talk about. You go, oh my God, I'm going to lose. This is going to be terrible. All these things are now, oh my God, that'll be the worst thing ever. But once you make the choice and you get here, you look back and go, wow, that was all bullshit. None of that happened. It was all wrong. And my God, this is so easy. It's a little discomfort. It just, you know, as you said in the beginning, it's disorienting. But there's a knowing of safety and trust and that I'm on the right path. And for the first time in your life, you can see, oh, my God, that's purgatory. That's where the hell is. It's back there. It's in all those false beliefs and and and, and in staying here and not making the choice. And, and it always ends up just like I wrote about my book when I finally basically did the same thing with my dad. And I've seen it with everybody that we get a level of intimacy and connection with our parents, even and so even with those rare homes where it was mostly a good childhood, it explodes in a way you're just like, wow, I never thought this would be possible. Beautifully said. Where you are now, how does your life look now compared to what's a little over a year ago when we met Yeah. in the year what's different like how (laughs) like I know but in one year how much has your life changed 
the biggest thing is the most important things to me. The meaningful things are going the way I want them to go and are showing up. There you go. So before my focus would be, I mean, it was a, just an obsession with money, <clears throat> a frantic obsession. And sometimes it worked in the term, in terms of seeming like it was going great. I mean, some, I'll be honest, like it changes for everyone, but sometimes when you can have great paydays in, in a short period of time, you can feel on top of the world, but then you start asking, what the heck am I going to do with all this money? Or like, Okay, is it going to be here? Like, then you start even worrying about losing the money, which is stupid because you're like, well, I was worried about getting the money. Now I'm worried about losing the money. Like, what is going on? So what's happened is, as far as money, there's a peace around it. No matter how much is coming in and going out, no matter what's happening with it. There's no more of this frantic, like, impulse to it and there's no more of this frantic like i gotta hold on tight to it in relationships i was an extreme avoidant of any type of uh vulnerability i didn't even know it and yesterday i was sharing with um just my lover vanessa that I was like, I cry almost every day with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've never had this happen. I'm like, I can't. And you feel it. incredibly manly when you do it too. It's not emasculating. It's a, it's, yeah. It comes full of, I tell you, it comes full of joy. I, cause I can feel the, yeah. the feminine radiance in a way where it just flows through my entire body. And my goodness, it's a turn on. Like, it is. It is masculine. It, and that's the reason why there are tears of joy because it's so, it's such an overwhelming joy. That sensation is like nothing else. I realized I, I could not feel that before because I couldn't feel it. My feelings were just completely numb. I, I mean, I remember a, a few years back, I went through a horrible, horrible, disastrous breakup and experience in which I remember, I, I thought I was bragging, saying every the volume of feelings has turned all the way down to zero. So I feel nothing. And it, I thought it was so great, right? It made, it made me a better businessman that way, right? Um, but then I realized it's not about avoiding your emotions. It's about controlling what's going on. Like being able to have power is it's focused around that, not in that. I just want to, don't want to look, I don't want to get into that because it was, have closed my heart. By opening my heart, that's how I was able to invite a relationship, invite the possibility of somebody that would be healthy in my life and not repeat the same mistakes from the past. Yeah. And then with my family, as I said, it's brought family dinners, something that never happened, conversations that are meaningful, something that never happened in the family. 
where we never talked. I mean, I felt pretty estranged in the past. I never even wanted to visit for holidays. Yeah. A lot of people would ask me, do you miss your family? I'm like, no, I don't. Now, actually, maybe that's a beautiful thing, right? I get the feeling of missing my family. You can accept them for where they are. And there's a joy and peace that that's, that's the common experience is wherever any aspect of your life is financially, relationally, family, you're just okay. Everything's working and there's an acceptance and it's not hard because when you can shift the feel, when you clear out all those painful feelings that you talked about, oh, I don't feel, I'm going to suppress, I'm just going to deny them and shut them off. And those make us angry, numb, blank, scared, anxious. We're never, they're never shut off. <clears throat> and so when you open it up, it's joy. And joy is very quiet, very peaceful. It's not. There's a tremendous comfort. And, and so if there's a little spout, you know, spout with somebody, it's just like, eh, isn't this great? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just where it ends up. And that's what I hear you describing. Is that a fair description? Yeah, you move through things a lot quicker, too. Yeah. I remember in my childhood that with my mother and my stepfather, if something happened, that negative anger, emotion, especially my stepfather, would be lingering all over the family for days. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like this awkward silence. And, you know, and I, I did notice in past relationships how that would actually become a part of my dynamic. And I didn't want it to be, but it was impulsively happening. And now being able to take control of that have just this dissolve those emotions as quickly as possible yeah one last question do you think that learning emotional mastery and learning the things you've learned in the university and all the different things that um it's not a fit for certain people uh, that it's only meant for this type of person You could say that. What I see with emotional mastery is that if you're the kind of person who does want to take control over the future, what the future brings, and learn and grow through the hardships instead of just waiting, instead of just going, well, let's see if they change, instead of just hoping for the best, then Emotional mastery is the best thing anyone could do to take that power, put that power in their hands and just unfold the beautiful things in life that they want in all aspects of. So then who's it not for? It is definitely not for somebody that is in a place where they just can't, like they feel like they can't take responsibility. Like you just want to stay blaming someone else or let me think about this a little bit more.
I would say that emotional mastery would be very hard for somebody that is exhausted. They're tired because of all the hardships. But I'll be honest, I think those are the people that need it the most. I think emotional mastery is also going to be hard for people that are used to you know, just feeling uncomfortable with taking responsibility that rather say, well, this person's that way or that person said that. And I've been there. I've been the guy that says the problem's with you. So do something about it, <laughs> whether it's a friend, client or lover. And it's, it never goes in the right direction that way. So what I see is this emotional mastery can be either not a right fit seem like it or be really hard for a person that is doing all those things. But what I would say even to that person is if you just give it a chance, give it a few days, a few weeks, give it something, you'll see that just like me, once you give it a chance and just have an open perspective, open up your perspective at least. You can say no later, but just open yourself up. And it may just change your life like you never imagined in the most positive ways. What's the worst that could happen otherwise if life isn't really going the way you really want it to go? It's a great, great place to end it is whether you think it's for you or against you, what's the worst thing that could happen? And has everything else you've tried, has it gotten you to where you want? And if not, what's the worst thing that could happen? It stays the same or it get, or it becomes everything you've always wanted. That's the choice in front of you, I guess. Is that a fair way of saying it? Thank you. I appreciate you sharing um, your experience, your fears, you know, experience, strength, and hope. Um, can never tell somebody what to do. You can just share your experience, strength, and hope, and they can listen to it and go, you know what, that works for me, and I'm willing to investigate more. And then they share their experience, strength, and hope. And um, But ultimately, it's a personal choice. What do you want out of your life? And what are you willing to do to get what you want out of your life? And is what you're doing working or not? And if it's not working, um, it's an option. So uh, I guess I'll leave it at that. Anything you'd like to say? Why don't I let you end it with something you'd like to say? If you know that you've been settling, this is for you. If you know you're capable, yeah. this is for you. If deep inside, there's a hint that your future could be better, this is for you. I, I, I'm biased, of course. I've seen the transformation <laughs> of thousands of people, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right on. Um, I would agree with what you said. If, if you... Yeah, if you want all of that and you know you're meant for more, 
and you haven't found a process to get you there, this will do it. 